Hello, welcome to 1,000 Words, Stories on the Way. My name is Matthew Clark. Uh, Thanks so much for stopping by the podcast. If you've been following along already, then you know that I'm in a series of podcast episodes where I'm introducing you to the essay writers who contributed to my new book and album called Only the Lover Sings, Meditations on the Woman at the Well in Story and Song. Um, The album is already out on all the streaming platforms, and the book is on Amazon, so you can go order one today. Um, Each of these writers who wrote for the book uh, chose a song from the album, and then uh, they wrote an essay responding to that song. So I asked them to sort of um, enter into a conversation with the song that they chose. And then also with the overall story behind the album, which is the scene from John chapter 4, where Jesus and the Samaritan woman meet at Jacob's well. So if you'd like to hear, this is kind of an aside, but if you'd like to hear more about the project and kind of how it all came together and and what it's about, I've had several more in-depth conversations about it on a few podcasts, and you can check those out. You can look up Jonathan Rogers' wonderful podcast called The Habit. Uh, You can look up the Anselm Society's podcast, which is called Believe to See. You can look up, uh, I did an interview with Sally Clarkson on her podcast, At Home with Sally. It's episode 668. Uh, Or you could look up Sarah Tisdale's podcast. It's called Secret Gardening with Sarah. Um, Any of those would be great. I go into a lot of um, more detail about this project. And it was also really fascinating to talk about Only the Lover Sings on those podcasts because each host asked such different, interesting, thoughtful questions. And so every conversation was different. They were always surprising and fun to me. So check those out. I'll link to those in the show notes on my website, matthewclark.net forward slash 1000 words. She's as tired as he was. Went and sat by Jacob's well There was no one else around Until a woman came from town She wound her way to him With an empty water jar She was worn and with her thin With only thirst to fill her heart So this week, I want to introduce you to Thea Rosenberg. Uh, she wrote a wonderful essay for the book called Below the Tide Line. I invited Thea to listen through the album when it was still in the demo phase, and she chose a song called The Well. And The Well is a retelling in song of that meeting between Jesus and the woman at the well in John 4. Um, that scene became such an important gift from the Lord to me personally, in a long season of grief after my own divorce. And Jesus kept bringing me back around to that meeting again and again. And over time, I saw that God was working to bring me out of a terrifying and hopeless place too, just like he had for that woman. Uh, Really lingering in that story and meditating on that meeting brought me face-to-face 
with my own pain and hopelessness, but also face to face with Jesus and uh, his steady love promised that he could make a way through all of that death uh, to, to new life that I couldn't imagine. And I think that was true for the woman at the well. She couldn't imagine that life could be any different than, than the sad thing it had become for her. Um, so that story became very important to me. And I really love Thea's response to that song. Uh, she tells the story of walking along the shore uh, with her daughter. And they're looking out upon the ocean, and the ocean is so vast, and its depths are, are just so unknowable. And she says, God is like that. However, Thea says at one point in her essay that even though God is like that, Jesus arrived not as an unknowable sea, but as a well, a body of water limited and directed to one place for one purpose to invite us to know his Father. That is an amazing gift. And uh, so Thea will be reading a short portion of her essay for us today. Um, but first, let me tell you a little bit about Thea. The funny thing is, I've actually never met Thea in person, but we know each other through our mutual friends Leslie and Ned Bustard, who run Square Halo Books. Thea works as a writer and an editor for Square Halo, and she helped me edit a chapter that I wrote for a book called J.R.R. Tolkien and the Arts, A Theology of Subcreation. And Square Halo published that uh, about a year ago. Uh, it's a great book, by the way, if you're a Tolkien fan at all. And if you're a Christian interested in the arts, check out this book. It's really cool. Uh, it's full of great essays. Um, I wrote one essay, but it's full of so many good ones. I'll link to that in the show notes, too. But here's a little more about Thea from her bio. Thea Rosenberg has worked as a dental assistant, an indie musician, a peddler of hand-knit gifts, an art teacher, an informal librarian, and an editor. She's a regular contributor to Story Warren. Her work has also appeared on The Rabbit Room, Risen Motherhood, Deeply Rooted, and in Wildflowers magazine. Thea lives with her husband and four daughters in the Pacific Northwest, where when the wind blows from the right direction, she can smell the ocean from her front yard. She reviews children's books for her blog, littlebookbigstory.com. So, Thea is a writer, a reviewer of books, and an editor. Uh, do go check out her website, littlebookbigstory.com. Uh, you can read book reviews that she's written and recommendations. You can hire her to edit your stuff if you're a writer. Uh, there's also a great bookstore on her website that's personally curated by Thea with lots of great stuff for your family to read together. Uh, so I'm so grateful for her willingness to be a part of Only the Lover Sings. Her essay is really beautiful, and you'll get a taste of that essay today. And then you can read the whole thing in the book which is available on Amazon right now. Just go to Amazon and search Only the Lover Sings, and you'll see it. Meanwhile, here is Thea Rosenberg reading a portion of her essay from Only the Lover Sings entitled Below the Tideline.
Isaiah 55 verse 1 Come, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. I spent this morning at a city park with my youngest daughter, who is five and intoxicated with all the new things she can do. Every few minutes she called, Mom, look, my feet can reach, or Mom, I'm tall enough now, as she scaled a rock right at the water's edge, one inaccessible to her a few months ago. For as long as I've had daughters, I've brought them to this park, a strip of grass along Bellingham Bay with a boardwalk curving out over the water a quarter mile long. This morning the tide was out, exposing crescent moons of beach beneath the boardwalk. Blue-black mussels gathered in the folds of the pilings, barnacles starred rocks and driftwood alike. On one of the beaches, a boy waded into the shallows with a heap of violet sea stars in his arms, which he flung, star by star, back into the water. Sweetie, don't throw them, his mom said. Set them down gently. I'm rescuing them, he protested, but he tossed them softly after that. In between the conversation of passing joggers and the burst of a fairy's horn and my daughters skipping along the boardwalk, I could hear the sea stars break the water's surface with a delicate plip. I lost sight of them as I slid into the sea. I have lived most of my life next to Bellingham Bay. Not close enough to see the water, but close enough that when the wind skims across the bay, bounds up over the bluff, and tumbles through our yard on its way elsewhere, it saturates the air around our house with a sharp, briny sea smell. My parents joke that they moved our family here from the Midwest because they wanted to raise us kids in a place we'd never want to leave. I only heard them make that joke when I was in my 30s and raising my own family. By then it was clear they'd succeeded. But even as a child, I knew that I'd never feel fully at home in any place where I could not hear the gulls cry and wheel above our house, or where I did not wake at night to a train whistle, its warning amplified by the still, dark sea. The ocean is an unknowable presence always on the edge of my awareness. I somehow belong to it, but know that it will never belong to me. Thank you so much, Thea, for gifting us with your voice and with your words. I'm so thankful for your contribution to this project, for being a part of this project. Uh, So to close us out this week, I'd like to just read the lyrics to the song that Thea's essay is responding to. And again, it is called uh, The Well. Jesus, tired as he was, went and sat by Jacob's well. There was no one else around until a woman came from town. She wound her way to him with an empty water jar. She was worn and withered thin with only thirst to fill her heart. And Jesus asked her for a drink. Now, she was used to forward men, so she smiled and played the game Cause isn't every man the same? And when he tried to catch her eye, she would not cast a glance into the mirror of those depths where the living waters danced. And then he touched a nerve so deep, he said the worst thing he could say when he laid her sin out plain in the open light of day. But he would not give up yet till she could hear him say her name. But she pivoted so quick 
just trying to outrun all of her shame. And with a wave, she flung off hope. She dismissed it like a joke. She said, ah, it'll all work out someday if, if Messiah ever shows. But as she took her jar to go, she turned just quick enough to see a word well up in Jesus' face, enough to rinse a harlot clean. And I, I want to see it. I want to look him in the eye. I want to look him in the eye. I want to see it. I want to see what made that woman sing. I want to see what made that woman sing because she dropped her old clay jar and ran to tell the rest of the man who lifted every burden weighing on her chest. And she sang out clear and clean like a virgin for her groom. Let the whole world come and drink from the well who makes what's sad untrue. All right, friends, please check out Thea's website, littlebookbigstory.com. Go grab your own copy of Only the Lover Sings on Amazon to read the rest of Thea's essay. And if you like that, please do write a review. Uh, The songs are already on all your favorite streaming services like Spotify and Apple and so forth. So give them a listen and share them with uh, somebody if you enjoy them. Uh, My prayer really is that this project would help someone turn towards Jesus and discover in the face of God um, some good news that they thought was impossible, that they thought was out of reach for them. So help me, uh, help me pass it along. Um, thank you so much for being here this week. I will see you next time on 1000 Words. Mm-hmm.